0: Welcome back to another episode of the Rookie Curse Podcast, a podcast for all things Philadelphia 76ers. My name is Andrew Quinlan. I appreciate all of you that are listening. Um, so, the Sixers are now coming off a three game win streak since my last recording. I recorded uh, the day after the Toronto game. They've defeated the Kings, the Knicks, and the Pacers. The Knicks and Pacers was a um, road and home back to back, although it's not too much of a back to back considering it's only. Or not too much of a road back-to-back, considering it's only like a few-hour drive from uh, New York City. But still, they've uh, they've bounced back pretty nicely since that really rough Toronto game. Um, the worst game of Joel Embiid's career. And Joel specifically has played really, really well uh, in his last few games. Last night he had, I think, over uh, 30 points again. And he went 15-15 from the line. And he's just... He's been terrific. Um... He's been really aggressive, which I liked. Like the first play on Wednesday night, which was the first play, uh, the first game after his zero point performance. Uh he postered Rashawn Holmes. (laughs) Yeah, last night he had 32 and eleven. Um yeah, he posted Rashawn Holmes on the first play, and then the next play, uh, Horford blocked a, a shooter in the corner. And Joel got the he got the ball and pretty much went up the court and ran up the court and took a foul on Jumper and sank it. And at that point, I was like, all right, he's looking a lot better right now, um, which is really nice. Because sometimes he he does seem to get a little uh, um, mentally affected by his struggles, his rare struggles, I guess. But no, he was really good that game. He went 10 of 19, uh, hit a three, he had 14 free throws. The best part about the last three games is that he's getting to the free throw line a lot. Um, his previous three games, he had gotten to the line four times five times and three times and the last three games he's gone against the kings he was 12 of 14 against the knicks he was 13 to 15 and then last night he was 15 for 15 so when he's living at the line like yeah it's not it's not as like aesthetically pleasing i guess but it's uh it's a lot better for the team's offense in terms of how efficient it can be so yeah i was i was pretty pleased with, with his play over the last few games, um, he continued his dominance over Miles Turner. He always, Miles, uh, Miles Turner is a good player, but he's just weird. Like, he needs to protect the rim, so you don't want him defending fours, but he's so frail, and he just gets bodied by like any big center. And I guess there aren't that many centers like Joel that play the way he does, but, you know, like if they play against Giannis or if they play against Gasol or, you know, something like that in the playoffs. Uh, even like Canner, if Canner's healthy by then, um, it's it's a uh, I don't know. He's just his effectiveness is kind of limited. And then you know Sabonis isn't a great. He's a sturdy defender, I guess, but he fouls a lot, and uh, he's kind of you know he's got kind of short arms, so he's not really blocking that many shots. So yeah, Embiid usually plays pretty well against those two. So that was fun, especially. You know, Sabonis was getting angry at Embiid over his physicality, although Sabonis got away with a foul on Ben, and then Ben got attacked, and then he tried to, like, bulldoze Ben, but he, like, completely – he, like, cuffed the ball in his shoulder – in his arm and dropped his shoulder into Ben and then was, like, kind of pissed at the foul call. I was like, I don't know. Good player. I think he's kind of annoying. Um, I'd probably like him if he was on the Sixers, but just – but yeah, overall, really great game from Embiid. Uh, sank a lot of big free throws. Obviously, he didn't miss, and he has some man ones, and he hit some uh, face-up jumpers. It was just a really solid game. He made some good passes. He only had two turnovers. Um, so yeah, that, that was a that was a really fun game. Uh, the end was pretty spectacular with Ben getting three straight steals. I mean, the last one was. I mean, it was a steal, obviously, but it was kind of like a. You know, they try to throw a full court pass, and he just kind of picked it off, but. The two before that were just unbelievable. Um, his defense last night was incredible. And his defense all season has been incredible. And as as much as I've ragged on Ben about um, kind of, I guess, the lack of progression as a shooter, although it has improved a little bit lately, but, you know, and his lack of aggressiveness. Uh, defensively, he's been on point all season long. And he's actually been playing pretty well recently. Uh, he's missed, like, last night... He missed like a dunk and he missed like two gimme layups. One, he had a beautiful spin move and got to their paint, and then I kind of knew he was gonna miss for some reason. Even though it was a wide open layup, I just felt like he didn't really have full control of the ball. But I don't know. It was uh He he but he's been he's been pretty good. He went seven to seven from the line last night. And the best the best part of the last two games is that he went to the line ten times against the Knicks. I actually didn't watch the Knicks games, I was not home. Uh, I did watch the highlights, but yeah, he went 10, of, uh, five or 10 against the Knicks on the line, which isn't great, but the 10 free throws is good. That's a, that's a positive sign. And then last night he went seven for seven. And like I've said before, like there is a good free throw shooter in Ben. He's at 68%. I think he was at 68% in November. Let me double check that after a really bad start from the line. Uh, yeah, he shots only 3.5 free throws a game, which isn't great, but he did shoot 68% from the line on those, um. Which is cool. It's weird. It's still weird. I go to Ben's basketball reference, and it's like, you know, like when they have a shooting split, there's not a zero. <laughs> which is cool. Um, he is only shooting five percent from three for his career, which is not cool. But, but no, Ben. Ben has been impacting the game in a lot of different ways recently, which is cool. He has not scored more than eighteen points since, uh, or yeah, since the first game of the season. He had 24, and then ever since then, his high as 18. He had 18 a couple of different times, which is a little odd. Um, I guess he's been, I don't know, I don't know. But he has been playing well. Like I, I don't want to understate it, and he's been passing really well. Um, he's averaging a career-high assists currently. It's only a slight career-high, but um, since he came back from his injury against uh, Cleveland, the first Cleveland game, he's averaging 9.4 assists per game. Which is cool, I like that. And I think even if you shorten it up a little bit, then he's uh yeah since the in his last eight games so since the second Cleveland game he's at ten point five assists per game. He's had a lot like last night he had thirteen, um. Thirteen versus Spurs, fourteen versus Toronto. Like yeah he's been he's been passing really well, so that's that's been cool. Um, and he's you know they've played six games in eight days. And they're about to play another one tomorrow. Like, they've had a a pretty strenuous schedule um, early on, and they have three more back to backs this month with, in December. Which I guess you know they're getting them out of the way early, which is cool. But and they, I don't think they have to leave the east, uh, the northeast, until like the twenty third. So you know it's not the end of the world schedule wise, but it is a little. Yeah, you know, they they look tired last night. Both teams did because they were both on the second night of a back to back, and uh, the Pacers were in overtime the night before but they've had so many games it's just like man i mean that they have a two-day break this week which is cool uh before they head to washington so but yeah he was really like he honestly like the only player on the court that didn't look at least a little bit gassed like horford horford was pretty spry last night because he had the night off before but um tobias even tobias at the end uh i'll talk about tobias in a little bit tobias at the end of the game uh, maybe just off adrenaline But there were a couple times where he was like Trying to close out on TJ Warren in the corner And it was like man I can feel how slow How like tired you, you are right now um, And then like On another play like uh, Horford Like kind of threw an uh, entry pass To Ben in the post And then Ben it was a good play Like it was a good idea Um, He like caught it with one hand and then like As he was jumping and catching it He like threw it to Ennis and it was kind of offline. And Ennis, like, you know, it was a it was a an errant pass, but he Ennis definitely could have saved it. But he looked just looked like he couldn't even sprint after it, and it went out of bounds. And like Ennis is like the most, you know, he's been he's been he's the hustle guy, you know. So I I, I kind of you know the, the three point defense last night was not great, but I kind of i was, oh, I can give him a pass for last night. Um, and when it mattered, I think the defense really showed up. Like they really locked down Indiana at the end. Um, that that foul on Tobias I mean it was a foul It was just kind of annoying I guess But it wasn't due to lack of effort It was more just uh, an unlucky play I guess But yeah it was a good It was a solid win Indiana's a good team And Brogdon and I mean, Warren couldn't miss for a while And Brogdon was really good He's he's just a great player um, I know Sixers fans don't like him I mean they probably don't dislike him They just kind of You know the whole rookie of the year thing But no Brogdon's really good I respect Brogdon a lot, and uh, I'm glad he's not in the Bucks. I know Bucs fans want to act like he wasn't a big loss, but he was a big loss. Like, I don't, I don't understand how they could, they could act like he wasn't a big loss. Like, <laughs> he was a, he's a good defender. He's literally a per, he, I mean, he's a perfect on pretty much every team, but especially next to Giannis, like someone that is a really good driver and a really good shooter and a good defender. You know, and like a absolute money free throw shooter i think he's at like 98 percent or something like that like now i would have liked uh i know logistically it would have been a little tough but brogdon would have been cool if he was here yeah he's shooting 97 percent on free throws on uh four attempts a game which is not insignificant and he's not even shooting well from three and he's still having like easily his best season he's averaging eight assists a game so yeah brogdon brogdon's a good really good player and when they get Oladipo back, they're gonna be interesting. But although I do think Oladipo, they're gonna take a they're gonna take it slow with him because that I don't care like how he looks in five on five. Like you know, everybody's sound every practice report is good for players that are returning from injury. You know, it's like it's gonna take a while for him to get to get back uh, to his old ways. And by then, it might be too late in the playoffs. It might just be a next year thing. He will be a. Uh, and expire next year, which is interesting. Maybe I th- I feel like he's gonna sign an extension. I don't think he's gonna be a free agent. Uh, I guess depending on how he looks, though. Um, so I talked about Ben and Joe. Oh, Tobias. Tobias has been really really solid. Um, kind of stopped taking threes again. He's I mean he's gone two for four the last two games total. Uh, he went I think he went over three versus uh, the Kings. But he did take a lot. I think he took like seven versus Toronto though. Uh, yeah, he went 3 of 7 for Strano. 0 for 4 versus the Kings. And then 1 of 2 the last two nights. And both threes that he hit were pretty big. Um, especially last night. He came the pick and roll with Joel and just sank a pull-up 3. And that was like, ah, oh, God. That shot's always there for him. Josh is starting to take it and make him. So if Tobias is doing that too, that's that's great. But no, Tobias had 14 in the 4th. Kind of had a quiet night uh, quiet night the game than the first three quarters. and then uh, But it really turned it on in the 4th. He was getting to the basket. Made his free throws, obviously he had the game winning dunk off the Ben steel. Um and I think his defense for the most part was pretty solid. You know, he did look tired sometimes, but Warren was hitting a lot of tough shots, but especially toward the end, I think Tobias did a really good job on Warren. Like I said, other than that uh that three point foul. But I- I've been I've been pretty happy with Tobias, you know. Ever since uh that horrendous stretch, he is averaging twenty points a game, averaging five point six rebounds. Um about three assists, he's shooting 44% from 3, 53% from the field. Like he's been he's been really good. I just wish he can get to the line a little bit more, but I, I, I kind of have accepted that. It's just not really not really his game. Like he drives to the basket well and he can he's been finishing with his left hand really well, which I really love, but um he just doesn't draw fouls, I don't know. It's weird. So he did do a really good job of drawing fouls versus Utah, I remember. And I'm looking at it now and he shot 10 free throws that game. So I don't know. It's just weird. And we play them tomorrow, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with Tobias. Like he's just a steady scorer, which is all we need him to be. And he's really improved his defense. And he'll he'll get his rebounds back. Like right now, rebounds are kind of hard to get because Embiid gets so many, and Horford gets a decent amount, and Ben gets a lot. Like you know, he's he's not going to be like a like an eight rebound a game guy, but. I've been happy with him. I think I think he's gotten a little better passing out of pick and rolls and stuff. Still makes some, still misses some open guys, and you know he's just an average playmaker at best. But I'll take that. I'll take that. And I just love the energy that he's been playing with. Like he's really, and it seems like him and Embiid are getting a little more, you know, uh, a little better chemistry wise on the court, just from you know more time playing together. Um, missing Josh the last few games has definitely hurt. Um, he was playing really well and he had a decent start versus the Kings and then he got hurt with a hand. I didn't even like I was surprised that he missed the next two games. Um, maybe they're just taking it slow, but like he was playing at the end of the half and he didn't he didn't play the rest of the game. And uh cuz he had a he had hamstring tightness. But like the last play of the half he was in the game and I didn't notice him like limping. Like if you see that against the Kings, um that Neto floater at the buzzer at half. Like, he was on the court and he was like fist pumping and he wasn't like like limping. So I was I was I wasn't surprised they kept him out for the rest of that game, but I was surprised that he missed both. So hopefully he's alright there because he's been playing really well. Um was the best player for the Sixers versus Toronto and Miami. So yeah, I'm uh I d i do don't really have anything to report on him because he hasn't played. Um oh Matisse, I, I didn't record after the Kings game. Matisse had the best game of his career versus the Kings, and then he played pretty well last night. Uh, he didn't play well against the Knicks. It seems like when he starts, he's just not really, not really great. Um, but for, you know, versus the Kings, it was like the best, one of the best games, uh, easily the best game of his career. But it was just maybe one of the best like Sixers role player games I've seen in a long time. Um, he had three threes. He had that that play where he blocked Buddy's three. And then leaked out and transitioned for a dunk. Like, that was literally everything we like dreamed of when we drafted him. And he's done that for the most part, in my opinion. Um, he is up to 38% from three, but he had 15 points. He should have had 16. I mean, he should have finished that dunk versus, uh, off the Embiid pass. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 5 of 5 from the field, 3 for 3 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line. That's efficiency right there. Uh, and he had four steals and two blocks in 21 minutes. And an assist. Um, man, he was he was terrific. He completely changed that game because the Sixers just looked completely. Um, I mean, they couldn't hit a three the whole night. They only hit five, and three of them were Matisse, and then one was a, uh, Josh, and then one was Joel. But he completely changed the energy. Like it was it was a drag of a game. They still could have won because they just had more talent. But he completely changed the energy of that game. With his, as soon as he entered, and then he closed the game. Like they, Cork was pretty rough, and then they put in Matisse, and and then they actually put Cork back in the game, and then quickly put back in Matisse to close it out. So that was cool. That was really cool. Uh, I really like Matisse. I've been really happy with him. And I think once he's gonna start getting some leeway with uh, his fouls, because a lot of, I mean, he does foul. Like he is a little bit too handsy sometimes, but a lot of his fouls they just don't look like they could possibly be a block or a steal. So refs just call it cuz he's that good. Like as as refs get more used to him um I think I think that uh he'll get away with a lot more of it, which is good cuz he should. So, yeah, been very happy with Matisse. Um the bench has been good. James Ennis was saved the team on a uh, Friday. I guess I haven't even talked about that game. He had 20 points. And they were down I, only, I watched the first six minutes before I had to go out. Um, and they looked terrible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had 20 points. And he hit three threes, and he made his free throws, and he was playing defense, he was getting to the basket. Like, he was really, really great. And he's been really great all season. He's shooting 44% from three. Uh, he hit two threes last night. Did he? Yeah, he did hit two threes. I forgot the second one was at the top of the key. But, yeah, he had nine free throw attempts versus the Knicks. Like, he was... He was awesome. Um, after being really bad versus uh, Toronto and uh, Sacramento, he wasn't he wasn't great in that game. But no, I think he's probably been the best bench player this year overall. And uh, I was I'm kind of surprised at that. I, I like I said I liked Ennis. I just didn't love his decision making. But I think he's really comfortable. He really knows his role now uh, in the offense, and he seems to play. I wish I th- I feel like they should just start him when uh, somebody's out that isn't, uh, I mean, even when it beats it, I guess they just move forward to the 5, so yeah, it's usually a wing, and I feel like he is just a better fit than cork I guess it, it's only nominal, it doesn't really matter who's the starter, but and I know they need shooting with Korkmaz, and cork is a more dynamic shooter than Ennis is, but I don't know, man, Ennis has been just really great, I'm, I'm really happy with that. On the flip side, uh, Mike Scott has been absolutely horrendous. <laughs> the last three games um he's down to 32 percent from three now which sucks because i think he was around 40 percent um he has gone 0 for 12 on it in the last three games from three he finally he scored two buckets last night or he uh scored one bucket and made two free throws i i, I mean he's a streaky shooter it happens but it does seem like he's something ha- i mean he was pretty good versus Toronto. we hit three threes like I don't really know what the what happened. Maybe it's just a cold streak, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, if he makes, like, two of those threes versus the Kings, that game's completely different considering when he took them. But, you know, I'm pretty confident, Mike. I, I know he's not satisfied with it, knowing Mike. Um, he'll start hitting them again. And when he does, we're going to be... I just want, at one point, everyone to be healthy and nobody in a massive shooting slump. When that happens, this team's going to be sick. And they still look pretty good. Like I'm really happy that they're. they're, I mean, the 14 and six um, still have a lot of things to figure out. But I do think they're, uh, you know, they're they're building some something here, for better or worse. I mean, Horford has looked better recently. He's been really. I feel like the Al Horford face up step back jumper is like kind of going to be lethal in the playoffs. I mean, he always did that to us. I don't see why he couldn't do that uh, in the playoffs. You know, not a go-to move, but it's nice to have it in your back pocket. Uh, it is odd that I don't think... Like, I can't remember the last time. I don't know. In the last in the last four games that he's played, Horford has taken two free throws. <laughs> but he's still scoring pretty efficiently, so I can't really be too mad. I mean, he had 15 last night. He had three threes. Um, he had uh It was pretty good versus Toronto. It was pretty good versus... The Kings. It's like, yeah, I love Horford. I, I, I've said it before. I don't really have anything to say about him anymore, just because I know how good he is. So, yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, let's look at the week ahead. We'll play Utah tomorrow, and then the Wizards on a Thursday night, and then I believe it's a back to back, which is just cool. Let's see. No, it's not a back to back. They play on Saturday. They play the Cavs again. Ugh. I mean, they, I mean, they're probably going to win, but it's just, I don't like playing them. Um, oh, and then we do have a back-to-back on Sunday. That's cool. That's terrific. So they have four back-to-backs this month. Jeez. At least they're all at home. Or, I mean, the the closest... No, it's the three out of the next four games are at home, and then, you know, the Wizards isn't... That's not a far... That's not a far journey, so... I'm expecting 3-1 and one or 4-0. Oh. I, th- I think we're going to beat the Jazz, and I think we're going to beat the Raptors. Um, although being on the second night of back-to-back sucks. Toronto. I just really want to beat Toronto. And then we play Boston on the first night of a back-to-back. And then the, I think the next night, let's see. Pretty confident the next night. Yeah, the next night is uh, JJ's return game. A lot of return games. Uh, seeing TJ get cheer was cool. I'll say that. Um... At Celtics on the 12th And then at home versus the Pelicans on the 13th Then they play on the Sunday Ugh, Play Jimmy again um, They play the Mavs on the uh, 20th Like I said I might go to that game Then another back to back And then when they come to Florida there's another back to back Man But then there, uh, there it is nice that They play on the 31st, the 3rd, and the 6th At least they have 2 days in between all those games um, and they have the 29th and the 30th off before that, so that'll be a, a nice rest period during a bit of a uh, yeah. They go from Indiana to Houston to Philly to Dallas over 10 days. It's kind of odd, but um, but yeah, 14 and 6. I'm I'm confident. I still think we can beat anyone when we're really clicking. Like we can really beat anyone, especially because our defense is always going to keep us into the game. Like we haven't really been blown out. Like, I guess versus Orlando, kind of. But they were in that game until, like, eight minutes were left in the fourth. And then... uh But every other game, they haven't really been blown out. Really. I mean, yeah. They just haven't. So... I, I mean, the, the reason... I mean, their net rating isn't good because they never blow out anyone... I mean, they did blow out Miami and Cleveland and Minnesota, but other than that, most of their wins have been within, like, three to ten points, I guess, other than Portland and Cleveland, which were both one-point wins. And I think last night was three, right? Yeah, last night was three, and then Kings were six, and Knicks were six. So, even the Spurs, like, they were the better team that game, and they only won by 11. They really should have won by a lot more. But... So that's It's the same thing that happened last year. Like, when I look at net rating and stuff on um, NBA.com, it's like, yeah, last year our net rating the whole year was like three. But we were obviously like the second or third best team in the East. I mean, we finished third, but we weren't that much worse than Toronto and Milwaukee. They just, Milwaukee just had a formula and had to whoop teams in the regular season, but I'm still, they're a good team and they could easily beat the Sixers in the playoffs. But um, I'm not that worried about them. Like, if they're relying on their guys that hit threes all the time, they don't have any like real I mean other than Corver, I guess, but he's he might be unplayable on defense at this point. Um and like, you know, Giannis is taking and making more threes, but he's still only at like twenty nine percent. And Giannis is shooting worse than Ben from the free throw line. He's taking a lot more, so he's he's more effective as a free throw shooter, I guess. Free throw scorer, I guess. But Um, he is a really bad free throw shooter. Maybe because he takes, like, 30 seconds in between each shot. Like, you're probably just overthinking it. So, I'm not really worried about them. Even Toronto, like, uh, I see people saying, like, Toronto could beat the Sixers in the playoffs. I mean, I guess they could, but I, I just don't imagine it. Like, we didn't even... Like, Embiid had the worst game of his life, and we lost by, like, three points, you know? Like, it wasn't... I don't know. It just wasn't... That telling, I guess, and the Sixers just need time. And we can never get it because everyone's either resting or injured, like all the time. Even Ben got hurt for a little bit. Like, so it's been it's been an odd start to the season, but I think it's been good. It's our best start in a while. We're fourteen and six. Like, I feel like people need to step back and be like, yeah, we're fourteen and six. Last year we were like eleven and seven, I think, and the year before that we were like thirteen and fourteen. So they really are a way better team than they have been they just have some weird some weirdness to them that needs to be worked out and it will be worked out as time goes on I'm confident in that and I know they all want to make it work like it's not no one's playing for a contract no one's you know like obsessed with shooting a lot like you know they're they're they've got their they've got one goal it seems like and last year they did too but there's just a lot of uh, outside factors that Made it kind of a weird season, fun season, but a weird season. So that's all I really got today. Um, I really like the city jerseys. I guess I'll add that. I like seeing them. That was that was cool. I thought they looked pretty good. Um, I don't really know if anything else has really happened uh, regarding the Sixers recently. Unless I'm missing something. Um. I, yeah, there's just not much going on. It's kind of been a weird year in the NBA in general. Um, I don't know. But I'm excited to play these good West teams. Like, we've only played two of them, and they were right there with both of them. Um, Trey Burke is in the news. Why is Trey Burke in the news? Trey Burke has an interesting take on Kristaps Porzingis' exit. Um, I don't... I don't even see any of these quotes. Just something about the press and... Kir- All right, that, that was such a worthless article. The New York Post sucks. But... Oh, I guess speaking of Burke, um, it seems like Brett has uh, done what I was... Clearly he listens to this podcast because he's doing what I was asking him to. No. Nah. But, no, he has been... Uh, Playing Neto or Burke, depending on the matchup, it seems. Uh, Neto got all the minutes last night. Burke uh, hit a couple shots first the Knicks. And didn't do much else. Um, like I said, it just depends whether they need a bucket or if they need someone to just kind of provide some energy and run the offense uh, the way Brett always wanted to. And uh, like I said, he's just a little bit better than TJ at everything, except for mid-range floaters. So... Yeah, that's been cool to see. I do want to see O'Quinn play. I feel like O'Quinn hasn't played at all. I mean, I know he was hurt, but he was active last night, and it's like, you know, we don't need to play Embiid thirty four minutes. Just like or play Horford. you can play Horford at the four a little bit. Like you don't have to only play Horford at the four when he's playing with Embiid. You know, if you're running like Neto, like a lineup of like Neto, um, Corkmaz, Tobias Horford O'Quinn, that'd be that'd be interesting. You know a decent amount of shooting out there pretty solid defense overall just yeah there's still going to be a lot of experimenting and um you know it's there's got to be the balance between like our team fans want to see the team try out different stuff but then when they do and it doesn't work they freak out Same, it's like the same thing with ben shooting like people are get mad when ben shoots those jumpers those like fadeaways and stuff but like do you want him to shoot or not? Because that's obviously the shot he's most comfortable with. He did take a pull-up jump shot last night that he missed kind of badly. It wasn't, I mean, it was like kind of like a bank shot miss, but it wasn't like a clank. It was more just like a, he went a little bit long. But it was like out of a pick-and-roll. It was a pull-up. Still not a standstill, which I just—I—I I want him to do. But, you know, I, I was I, I didn't. He did hit a, a fadeaway jump shot last night, which was cool. And he hit a, a pretty decently far jump shot versus the Kings. Um, and then he bricked, completely bricked the next one. But, yeah, you know, I'll take just a little bit of progress. If his free throws actually are improving, that's cool. Really cool, actually. Um, if it makes him more aggressive, I think that's great. If he gets back up to, like, six or seven free throws a game, then we got really good Ben Simmons back, and he's already been really good. He uh, just hasn't been scoring. So, Just take a deep breath. They're still really good. They still beat Boston. And Quirk moss has hit a game-winning shot this year. So, if nothing else, we have that. Even though he's been pretty bad lately, especially on defense. Uh, He did hit a couple big threes last night, but Korkmaz has been kind of falling back to earth defensively. Which, if he's still hitting shots, I'm cool with. You know, there's always going to be teams with shooters that suck on defense. Korkmaz has at least, he at least has size. But, you know, maybe it's stemming from his ankle injury, but, like, a couple times the last few games. Like, he got completely crossed by Buddy. And Buddy missed. He got lucky because it would have been everywhere. But, um, yeah, he just hasn't been very great recently. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to end it now um, with a bit of a negative note on Corkmas. still like Korkmaz, and he's still only 22, so I don't want to sound like I'm too negative. But, yeah, I'm uh interested to see what happens next. They still keep me on my toes all the time. Never a dull moment. Um, I'll probably record... I'm not going to do it unless something, like I said, unless something crazy happens after the Jazz game. Probably not going to record until Saturday or maybe next Sunday. Uh, That's what I'm recording now on Sunday the 1st. So, we'll see about that. But, um, if you've listened the whole way through, I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for anyone that subscribes or even just checks out one episode. I really really do appreciate it. Make sure to listen to the SQ Sports NBA podcast. We're going to be Come back with an episode soon, um, just when we have a bit more to talk about. Like, I feel like right, right now, it's a bit of a bear time in the NBA, especially because they, nobody can be traded yet, so it's like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you listening, and I'm going to sign off now.